Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today is Dr. Richard Weiss, the superintendent for the Juno School District. How are you doing today? I'm great. Good morning. It's always nice to talk with you. Now, the question I've been wanting to ask you for a little while now, and I can finally get it off my calendar. What happened with that scam? I mean, that was almost a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> right. Um, absolutely. We... Um uh, about mid-year, uh, we had a, a situation um, where uh, we were basically scammed by someone who impostered one of our vendors. And uh, of course, we have protocols in place. We have you know checks and balances. Uh, when we received the the scam, we did take one precautionary step. Uh, but as good scammers do, they had gone one step further and were prepared for that. And so um, we did end up making a couple payments uh, to the, the scammer. Um, and right currently what we're doing is we have added other layers to our internal controls uh, so that um, we are more protected than we were before. We're also looking into insurance to cover that. It was just about $269,000. And the other thing that is important to know is that we do uh, cyber attack uh, safety security training um, as a district, and we do that every year. Uh, Each of our employees is required to do a training um, to protect us. Uh, we also have some internal systems built into some of our email, to our email system where people can report what looks like a phishing attack. And then we, t- we send out uh, testers uh, throughout the year to see if people are responding and watching. And if not, then we retrain. Uh, so we monitor how well we are guarded against some of these attacks. The feedback we've got from staff on this required training has been very uh, positive. Uh, Many of them say how much they appreciate it because as personal individuals, we are so vulnerable and they've learned some strategies to be careful around their own accounts and their own personal um, uh, resources uh, and, and learned ways to protect themselves personally as well as in the workplace. Uh, so we are continuing that training again and as well added some even more internal controls. Gotcha. So long as it wasn't the, the old Nigerian prince. I hear he's, uh, he's always busy these days still. <laughs> right. But No, just that's why I would definitely want to follow up on that. I mean, as a, as a child of the Internet hearing whenever anyone gets scammed, I'm like, well, hey, how? I have questions about mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. because I mean, and that, again, that's largely just a being a child of the internet thing. I'm so used to hearing about all the different scams and how they work. I'm like, come on, how that, how? But right, and and you can see how often it happens, uh, and and uh, what we know is they are very crafty, and there are certainly some telltale signs, and so those that's what we train on how to really examine an email, as an example, an email address. Oftentimes, a scammer will have an email address that's identical to the appropriate one, but there's an extra period there, or there's two letters just reversed, but but otherwise, it looks very, very legitimate. So they are very smart, and they are very crafty, uh, and, and they imposter often. Uh, sometimes, I know Juno has had runs of scam artists at, a t- uh, at times where people were receiving calls on their cell phones 
and it said Juneau Police Department. It was not the Juneau Police Department, but the phone number um, read that way on the ID. So they get really, really crafty in imposturing, and we just have to keep on our toes so that we're really noticing those pieces. And then, of course, if there's any request um, as a business, which is also true of us personally, to give somebody an account number. Right, we get mm-hmm. those Amazon ones. Last week, I had about ten texts from Amazon that said, "We need you to verify your account information." Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That was not Amazon. There was nothing wrong with my Amazon account, but they were seeking me to uh, to put in to this text my yeah. account information. So, um, so it's really important for everybody to be super alert and not give any account information, or for us, like a change of billing address like well we want you to use this account instead of the one that you're currently using Mm -hmm. that's a flag and requires now many many steps before we actually change an account for a vendor no definitely and then hearing you know about the ones that are like calls i still remember uh, i used to get some calls that uh i'm not sure that they were trying to do because they were entirely in mandarin and while i know mandarin a decent little bit still uh nobody needs to be calling me in mandarin Mm -hmm. right (laughs) All right. Well, now that I've gotten to talk to you about that, I want to move on to talking about some of the legislative action around the base student allocation and what's going on up there. Yeah, it has been a busy week on on the Hill for sure. And uh, of course, we're super encouraged with the focus on education this year. And uh, gosh, Tuesday night, uh, I was uh, there as along with many other uh, folks to testify on HB 65, uh, the, the BSA bill that Representative Ortiz uh, sponsored. And we were in the House Education Committee testifying there were it was standing room only and uh lots and lots of testimony went for hours and i testified there in support of an increase to the bsa then also the house education committee i'm sorry the house finance committee was hearing testimony on the operating fund operating budget so i went upstairs along with some others and we testified there as well um, in support of house uh, finance committee really understanding the needs of education and where that fits in the overall budget uh, so right now what just happened uh, this week is it uh, the bill came out of house education committee with obviously some amendments because that's how the process works lots of amendments and changes um, it currently sits at a, a different approach where the BSA would increase over the course of the next two years. So currently with the current amendments, it's uh, some increase in FY24 and then additional in FY25, a total over those two years of an $800 increase over the $30 that we know is committed for next year. So, um, you know, we're encouraged it has a ways to go yet. Now it will go in front of the House Finance Committee lots of opportunity yet for variations to come out uh but we are encouraged um at this point okay i was actually looking through some of the the house committee voting yesterday that was going on because there was an article about it this morning Mm -hmm. and i can see at least one person voting no but they've been voting no for a lot of things i'm not going to go into that but (laughs) 
I could make that observation now. Uh, I was going to hopefully maybe even get your input. I know there was a couple other uh, big education bills that are actually introduced by the governor. I know we hadn't talked about those ahead of time, but they've come to my attention in my brain of thinking of things to talk about that I had wanted to approach you on. And there was the one that was focusing on, you know, parental involvement and what students are being taught. Do you have any thoughts about that one? I would just say that, you know, as a school district, we uh, really want parent engagement. We we value parent engagement, parent involvement. Uh, we want our parents to know what we are teaching. There, it's, it's, there's no curtain. You know, we um, have our curriculum available for parents. And, um, and so we value that. Uh, there's a lot of intricacies to what may be introduced that I'm not even aware of yet because it's so fresh. Um, and uh, we've been primarily right now focusing on uh, school funding so that we can get a, a really great school year set up for next year. Uh, but that that as the details sort of the fine tuning of that starts coming to play there may be um some differences of opinion or what that looks like a difference in in perception uh but boy we really count on and have really great family engagement here in juno okay and now talk to me a bit about because uh, we don't have a little not too much time in this rest of this first half talk to me a little bit about the budget and then we'll go more into it in the second half sure so our school district budget for FY24 is, uh, has been a final version adopted by our school board on March 14th. Uh, we now work on submitting that to the city. And then in April, we will be uh, in front of the assembly for uh, appropriation of our budget for next year. So there's still several stages to go. Uh, we'll be doing that um, in the next four to five weeks. Uh, and, and of course, we are starting to plan and build around that budget. Um, so uh, we're very close to um, having that finalized for next school year. One of the challenges every year we budget is uh, variables that we don't know yet. And so in school district budgeting, we have to make assumptions on items that calculate our revenue. So we're in the middle of this year. We don't know how this year's gonna end. And as we look at next year, some of those things that trigger enrollment or revenue for us, we don't know. So it's it's a working project for sure. Gotcha. We'll be taking a quick ad break and then we come back. We will talk more on the budget as well as a couple other things going on with the Juno School District. You're listening to Action Line on KINY. Your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio is still Dr. Bridget Weiss, the superintendent for the Juno School District. At least you currently still are. But there's still been the hunt for the new superintendent. How's that been going? It is going great. Yes, I will be here. Well, I'm staying in Juneau. I will always be in Juneau. But I am holding this position through June 30th. And so the board is actively uh, going through their hiring process for the next superintendent for the Juneau School District. And we will actually be entertaining three candidates in Juneau. Uh, They'll be in town sometime Saturday and have some time Sunday to explore Juneau. And and then we'll be doing lots of interview type uh, pieces to the process Monday and Tuesday. So we have three candidates coming in. Uh, They'll be super busy Monday and Tuesday. And then the board will be at some point later this week uh, meeting to deliberate on those three and see if they um, are ready to name the next superintendent. 
Ooh, that'll be exciting because I'm talking to the school board next week on Friday. Well, there you go. So It'll be perfect timing probably. If they've made that decision, that'll be the perfect thing to ask them. Yeah, I do want to let people know that there are uh, biogra- bios on our website. So if people want to meet these three candidates in advance, those bios are on the junoschools.org website along with videos, uh, a quick 15-minute video or so of each one answering some questions and a survey is there. So people can give some input uh, based on what they see on that short snippet, uh, what they see in their bios, anything that they would like. Um, there's a survey there that they can provide the board with some input. And there'll be other opportunities on the schedule for input as well. Uh, reminds me of when I was a student and I had a give my opinion of the new professors they were trying to hire for the chemistry department. <laughs> Although I, I remember one of them brought candy and I was like, well, I don't know. That's a pretty solid argument. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, talk to me about the, I believe you were mentioned earlier, it was the Clinket Culture and Language Learning, is it correctly? Literacy Lab. Literacy yep, Lab. Yep, yep. I was close. So we have um, this really neat program, a school within a school. Uh, it's located at Harborview Elementary School. And that program is one of our optional programs. We have several optional programs. And um, TCLL is what we refer to the Clinket Culture Language um, and Literacy Lab. And uh, we have an expansion happening. So it's very exciting. This program is done in great partnership uh, with SHI. And uh, we are expanding this program through seventh grade. It's currently a K-5 and has been a K-5 program for quite some time. So this is an exciting time. Uh, for next school year, it'll still be housed in at, at Harborview Elementary School. And applications for that program are available along with um, other optional programs. So we have our Montessori Borealis program. And we have our Juno Community Charter School optional program. Those are both K-8 schools. And so um, applications for those are available and uh, open through April 21st. So we would love people to apply for those um, programs if they are interested and uh, prior to April 21st for their application to be considered. Okay, and you're looking for a principal for that, aren't you? For TCLL, yes, we have um, also uh, opened up a principal position, through grant-funded principal position, and we have not filled that yet. So that one is still open. The other optional programs, ironically, also have uh, new principals, and those we have hired. So um, we have uh, both the Montessori Yakusuke Dakahidi principal and the Juno Community Charter School principal filled. Okay. And now talk to me, speaking of the topic of employment, how is employment looking for the school district? Well, we are, like so many places, businesses, we're still looking for people. So we have a lot of opportunities and we will be posting, uh, we have existing current openings and people are welcome to go to www.junoschools.org and look, there's a block right at the top that says employment opportunities. Uh, They can check that there. We have We have needs for classified positions that get to work with students in classrooms. Um, We have a variety of positions there. Um, And then as we're starting to build for next year, we're also going to begin posting some positions to start next year. So that's a really good place to check. And uh, we have great benefits. uh, And we're, we're really always looking for some high quality individuals and educators to work in our schools. Okay. 
And then another topic I have on here is I understand the applications for a lot of those optional programs for next year. Are uh, are those up now or are those yep, coming they up? They are up and um, they're on the website. Uh, and then, and again, the due date is April 21st. Another thing you can find on our website is our kid, uh, preschool opportunities for families. And I know that sometimes as people are looking at a, a future school year, their kids are becoming preschool age and they're looking for options. Uh, we have uh, a Kinder Ready program. We have two programs available for preschoolers and one is Kinder Ready and those applications are also right on the website. And then we also have uh, our integrated preschool program where we have uh, students with special needs and typically developing peers uh, that, that do preschool together. It's a really, really neat program and we have peer applications for that available as well. Okay. And now as I am off to do, is there anything else that you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? Um, I can't think of anything specific other than it is spring break this week. So we have a lot of, you know, students out and about in the community. And uh, we hope that they're all getting some fresh air and exercise and rest. And same with our staff. So many of our staff are off this week as well. And it's a really good time to reboot as we then head into our home stretch, really. We have about nine weeks of school left. Uh, we will have our graduations on uh, Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And so that is something special to look forward to. Uh, and we just uh, encourage everybody to get rested and ready for the for the race to the finish. Ah, the, the grand finale of the school year. It's always, it always does feel like a big rush of Definitely from what I remember. It always felt like a big run. <laughs> right. Ooh, I remember. I was going to ask you more about the, the budget. That was what I was going oh, to okay. do. Okay. Sure. So uh, as we, again, move into our final stages, it is important to know that we also those variables that the board makes assumptions on we as we find more information out the board will come back together and fine-tune that budget so as an example we mentioned earlier the base student allocation that's an unknown for next school year so it's really hard to determine what programming that you can offer when you don't know your revenue so we have to assume and then once that gets finalized we come back together also enrollment. We have to guess at what our enrollment's going to be in the fall because that's a major lever for our funding. And so as those pieces settle in, the board will come back around and do budget revisions and get it closer to those actual revenue triggers. Um, we also, again, go to the city. Depending on what they approve, there might be some adjustments um, based on that. Okay. And then typically when does the budget for the school district come out? Uh, it is, well, it is finalized now with the board, so that's out. Uh, we also, again, as we take the steps through the city, um, it is due, we get it off to the city uh, no later than April 5th, and then we have a couple of meetings with them through their finance committee and then their committee of the whole, where that ultimately gets approved. And our, our municipality has been so generous uh, with our schools. Uh, we really are partners in how we deliver education to our community. And it's a very, our K-12 system is a vital part of this community. And our assembly really is uh, in 
in place to support our community. And so we're such a vital piece of that. So we really work in tandem and our assembly just has historically been so supportive of education and they really understand the importance uh, of what we do for Juno, what we do for our families. Uh, And again, we're hoping that this year the state understands that and also meets their fiduciary responsibility uh, to fully fund public education. Uh, But our next steps with the city are super important. All righty. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's always nice talking with you. It'll be... It'll be a shame when I do not talk with you anymore, but I'm sure the new person will be just as nice to talk to. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.